You're live. Well, good afternoon. Good almost. Well, actually, good evening on the East, uh, East Coast, uh, where we're at. It is. It's, it's Vegas. We're at Remax R4 2020. And uh, wow, I got. I, I really have a special guest for you. This special guest to the right of me is Nick Bailey. He's the Chief Customer uh, Officer at Remax Headquarters. And welcome. Thanks. How are we supposed to have <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you ready? Bam! Bam! Is that that secret? I don't know. <laughs> it was good. It was Thank good. Thank you, David, for having me. It's, uh, the energy's alive. It's awesome. It, it's really 7,000 people here. We're having a good time. 67 countries. 67 countries, I think, represented. Really, really amazing. Yeah. You know, you came from a couple of different things. You were a former executive of Zillow. Uh, you were a former uh, CEO of Century 21. There's a lot of things that you've done in the real estate landscape. Talk a little bit about the real estate industry as a whole now. Yeah, well, first and foremost, there's so much going on. I like to call it noise, but it's just noisy. There's there's distractions, and that's kind of in life too, especially in our industry. But there are a couple of things that are going on. Lots of competition, more than we've ever seen before, and the consumer experience. If you're looking to buy or sell a house, we had a fun survey three years ago. If you know most buyers, 60% of them said they'd rather have a roof canal than buy a house again. Because it's, one it's, a, <laughs> it's a stressful situation. And so what's happening in our industry is we are paying as a brand more attention to what buyers and sellers want through the experience and how we help our agents create a better experience for buyers and sellers. Because it's it's going to define where we're going next yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you've read the book of Freakonomics. Um, I have not read so it. So back, heard it. way back in uh, 2001, 2002, they they had this book come out, and they compared the realtors to the KKK. And they, what they said is that it was a secret society. We're all like you know secret or whatever. And so like you know, and, and they did sumo wrestling, the teachers, and all these different things. But it was what came out of it was the perception of what a real estate agent should or shouldn't be. And now we're fast forwarding 18 years, 19 years from now, and saying, hey, we need to look at the consumer. And that's what, uh, I mean, Remax has done a phenomenal job, especially in the last 18 months, um, and, and really, really brought this forward. Talk about, like, you know, we have a lot of agents and brokers that uh, listen um, and watch the breakfast of the broker. And what they look for is value, right? So what, like the new age of getting into the real estate business, I mean, there's 1.4 million realtors nationwide, 195,000 realtors in the state of Florida. And, you know, like you said, it's very competitive. What, what can a new agent do to stand out? Yeah, well, before I answer that real quick, something I'd add to one of your comments is consumers are using agents today using more real estate agents than they ever have before. And so what the data shows us is consumers want a trusted advisor. They're not coming to an agent just for data. Data is way down the road in our lives. Data is flying out all over. But there's so many options for consumers, they want you. David, I want you as my trusted advisor to help me through this, and through this big, hairy transaction and how many options. The second part to answer your question is what should a new agent be thinking of? Money-making activities. You can get in this business and there are distractions. You can play with your CRM and you can play with your website and you can get the car washed. And uh, I actually do want to hear a true story. I left on Friday. I was getting picked up at my house to go to the airport. And this individual pulled up, said he was with XYZ Real Estate Company. This is a true story. 23 years old, just got his license. 
had no idea whose house he just happened to be stopping <laughs> by. And uh, so I asked him, why did you choose your company and what are you focused on? And then um, I told him what I did. And you can imagine, he got very nervous, but he was almost excited. And he said, so in this apartment complex that I live in, thinking about doing a first time homebuyers class and buying lunch for everybody, he said, what do you think? I said, don't do it. You're wasting your time and your money. Work on your sphere and money making activities. And even if you're new to the business, you know people and you have to engage with them and spend your time in front of someone that wants to buy or someone that wants to sell every single day. And I see even experienced agents that they'll go three, four days and they are not in front of someone that wants to buy or needs to sell. No, indeed. And then that doesn't translate into business. I think they said uh, for every one person they know like four people that's going to buy or sell within the next 12 months. You know, and it's crazy. Exactly, but even if they only know 20 people, which come on, with social media, even that <laughs> that young man at my doorstep at 23 years old, he probably has more contacts than I do. Now you could argue maybe they're not all buyers, but here's the deal. You may not be a buyer as one of my contacts, but I have to ask you if you know anyone that might be buying yourself. And so it's not just a direct one-to-one, -one, it's that six degree. Maybe it's someone else that they know. So you have to continue to move outside of everyone who you know by asking that question. You mean you actually have to, when you get in the real estate business, you actually have to ask for business or ask for referrals? It's a little crazy, I don't well, you know. Can, you, can, you can be in this business and have no business without right. asking, or you can ask. But, uh, but no, but seriously, the most successful agents ask. Sure, absolutely. What advice would you give for brokers? You know, brokers um, have had, you know, a lot of uh, pressure uh, for higher splits, lower fees, um, you know, all these different things, and, and now you got teams that are really like brokerages within a brokerage, mm -hmm. and they're really taking maybe some of the, like when we do um, door services providers, and we, you know, and, and, and the teams are getting paid, you know, or co-marketing, whatever you want to call it, but they're co-marketing and they're, and they're helping each other, but now the broker, the brokerage is not really getting that profitability or that profit center that they normally would. So everything's coming down on a broker. How is a broker going to compete in this one? Yeah, so economies of scale. Economies, for, economies of scale are huge in this. Um, it's okay. Hey, we, have, go? we got people coming here that want to get on the video right. with us. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you. Had... No, no, it's cool. <laughs> we got DSM people coming to awesome. come on the show. You know, when, you're, when you're live and these things happen, yeah. roll with it. We're so live. <laughs> that was just the CFO yeah. of Remax yeah. World Headquarters. Yeah. 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 Carrie, come in and say hi. Yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Talk loud. Because we only have two Carrie. She's the CFO of Remax. If you know anything about money, this is who you talk to. You can call me. We're just speaking about broker profit. Actually, I'm very passionate. She is. Well, yes. thanks for the cameo. Yes, I, I just thought I would make a cameo. In there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but anyway, brokers have to focus on this economies of scale. Brokerage markets have had compression and had pressure on them from many different angles for a number of years. You have to have more bodies under less roofs. Bottom line. And I believe that the broker that's at risk in the next three years is the broker that has 25 agents or less and is unaffiliated. They don't have scale, they don't have margin, they don't have technology, they don't have brand, and they don't have the ability to qualify for having ancillary services be attractive to them. So as a brokerage, I encourage any broker, where, wherever you're at, brokerage profitability is no longer a single, single burden. It is about creating a great consumer experience that involves having other parts of the transaction. 
And so you should be looking at ancillary services. And if your brokerage isn't big enough that insurance, title, mortgage won't look at you, then get your brokerage big enough. Because brokerage profitability is going to be determined by the entire portfolio of, of revenue and, and not just single brokerage. Yeah, no, and, and when we had uh, Steve Tabrisi of uh, Remax Allmark, um, he's uh, one of our largest uh, Canadian uh, Remax brokers, um, and he also talked about, so what, what is the one thing that you could give me for broker profitability? Is it scale, 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 it's got to be scaling. It is. Yeah. Well, and people are seeing all these new entrants. I mean, we've had a run up. You talk about 1.4 million realtors went from 990,000 in 2012, so the number's gone like this. And then you have new companies coming. We've seen this before, not new to this game. And what happens then is they don't have value, so they compete on price. Price is only an issue in the absence of value, and I get asked all the time, what do you think of all these new models? And I said, well, models? That's, that's funny, because that's a segue into my next question. Models, <laughs> or is it just being cheap? Anyone can go out and open anything and compete on price. If you're $100 a month, I'll open a brokerage that's 79 And Carrie will open one that's 39 And that's what we're seeing in that cycle. It's a race to the bottom. And so I tell agents, stop worrying about your split and worry about your 1099. Because you've got to be selling real estate. And the same thing for a broker. If your goal is to be cheap, then be dirt cheap and be really good at it. But if you're going to create value that drives transactions, that's going to look good. Growing a business within a business. It's similar to what Remax business plan and business model is. That's why so many people are attracted to it, is because we've always been about growing businesses. That's what we are. And and you know, you guys, I mean, from Remax headquarters, the direction is ridiculously amazing right now. And um, you know, acquiring foods and acquiring first and all these different things are are meant just that. Actually showing, not saying, Purely showing exactly what we're going to do. That's this right. is how we're growing our agent's business. This is how we're going to grow our broker's business. And that's why, you know, we're doing as much business as we are. Exactly right. And that's what we're focused on. Uh, at the end of the day, if you don't, as an agent, if you don't sell houses, you don't have a real estate career. As a broker, if you don't have real estate agents, you don't have a broker. And so I always encourage whether you're a broker, whether you're an agent, think like a startup. If you're a brand new broker, all you're thinking about is how do I get agents. If you're a brand new agent, all you're thinking about is how do I get listings and how do I get buyers. As long as you never forget doing those things, you always continue to see your business grow. I like what they said this morning about experience, you know, making consumer experience. Way, way to, um, you know, stories, you know, obviously we look at all these stories and the Snapchat stories and all these different things, that, you know, but it goes into the consumer experience. And um, I think, uh, you know, just in order for us as an agent and or broker to be successful going forward, you've got to have a great experience, you have to have systems, things that, you know, I think you were talking about, um, you know, uh, Adam asked you, uh, you know, how do you start, how do you get your win? the day yeah you know um goals you know and, and you said goals and and because you want to know you know what's next and i say that all the time you got to know what's next because if you don't know what's next you're just going around you know trying to chase it totally and i believe that a written goal is a goal you have to achieve awesome. and literally via my calendar i have written goals for the next day every single day all right two last questions yeah all right and these are fun questions okay and i made the second one up should I be nervous? Getting nervous right a little now. bit. A okay. little bit. All right. All right. What do you start your breakfast with? Because that's uh, my new question. That's what I'm going to ask every. Uh, you should. Yes. Uh, so I am not a with 
with the exception I just talked about goals and daily, I am not a person of routine to the level of eat the same thing. I haven't eaten yet today. And it is. Let's like breakfast with the broker. Yeah. It's breakfast. My bad. Let me wait. Let me go. Yeah, he's out. Um, what do I usually eat? Um, eggs and fruit. All right. And what do we not know about Nick Bailey and Carrie Strap? Oh my gosh. How long is this? <laughs> uh, most people don't realize I started my real estate career so early. Uh, this is still business related. If you want something fun and different, I can go first. Um, I bought my first car when I was 13. Um, bought two commercial pieces of real estate when I was 17. My first house at 18. Licensed at 21 when I went to college. And uh, someone told me when I got into real estate, you won't get rich off commissions. Every year you're in real estate, acquire a piece of property. In my first five years, I had five pieces of property. Um, so it was a good start. It didn't make you wealthy. Right. Uh, it was Average sales price of $77,000 community, um, but it sure laid a good, uh, good foundation. So I got started really young. Um, personally, I started dating my wife in eighth grade. We met in band. Right? Won't, I won't make a joke. Yeah. Hey, everybody's already thinking it. Uh, and we just celebrated last fall 20 years together, and I have two boys. So it's a pretty cool story. Congratulations. You know, I think you might be the first customer, uh, chief customer officer that I've ever heard of. I don't know if it's another one. I think it's the first one I've heard of, too. I still don't know what the hell it means. But, but I'll tell you, it's, uh, you know, when you look at Remax's landscape and the leadership that they have in Putting, bringing you back, which I think um, I've always very, you know, admired you, and you've always inspired you know, growth and business, even when we were, you know, region rep and, and such. I, I just think the world of you, and I think you're going to do a great thing. So we, we very much appreciate you coming on Breakfast with the Broker. My honor. With the broker, dinner with the broker. The dinner with the broker. Yeah, it's all. Well, listen, he hasn't he eaten yet, so so it is actually Breakfast. With He's going to go have some breakfast. Eggs and fruit. It is. It is. If I can find it. Nick, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. or. What's that? Next week is Courtney Knopf. All right. Next week, we have Courtney Knopf, a luxury agent with Corcoran Group. We look forward to it. We'll be back in South Florida very soon.